Welcome again to the Holistic Wealth Hustle to let pure joy pursue you. It's time to stop chasing after happiness and make room for joy in life, love, and work. As your host, I am Pamela Ramos-Brown of Be Wealthy with Pamela, LLC, celebrating 20 years as an experienced management consultant and personal coach. We are here to become cultivators of truly holistic wealth. Let's go from tolerating the ordinary to enjoying the supernatural. Are you in the mid-sized business race, a woman entrepreneur, solopreneur, or professional who believes you can always do better for yourself and others? We're there with you, so you won't have to go alone. In every episode of the Holistic Wealth Hustle, we help decode the secrets of true wealth. We exchange practical strategies, share inspiring stories, and offer actionable insights to help unlock our authority for the joyful life beyond what we envision. As we discuss the cost difference between failing in love versus falling in love, I want to share my very first lesson that the sales manager taught me as a financial advisor. His many years of experience showed him that divorce is the biggest detriment to wealth. Two people have one big house, then get divorced, and now have two little houses, two cable bills, two light bills, etc. The poor children all of whom have underdeveloped coping skills, have to learn how to live a whole new way of life. As a soft skills trainer and consultant, I have learned and taught that change, especially negative change, triggers the same emotions that we experience when death occurs. The same psychological stress and physical responses as death. Yes, death. Since we all want to protect our loved ones and ourselves from the trauma of death, we should be diligent in managing certain changes. We also taught skills for how to properly manage change for a better outcome since change is constant and an inevitable part of life. Part of learning and putting information into action is planning and evaluating how well you have done to achieve your goals. This is where key performance indicators come in, KPIs. They are quantifiable measure of performance over time for a specific objective related to targets, milestones, and insights for better decision-making. This is based on the QLIK.com description of KPIs. That's click.com. Here is a KPI area that transcends life, love, and work. Success in marriage. This has served as a sign of overall success, especially for men, and statistics show that married men earn more in their careers, live longer, and have fewer domestic responsibilities. Wouldn't that be nice to be in that kind of role? We all probably know by now that it costs a lot to date, to fall in love, and even to pay for the wedding. How does that compare to the cost of leaving and divorce? Is it really cheaper to keep her? Is it more worth it to stay or more worth it to go? American Economic Journal Macroeconomics presented by BigThink.com suggests research confirming a married wage gap. When married persons, especially married men, make more money than single persons by up to 30 plus percent. Nice. 
How upper echelon are your financials when it comes to life, love, and work? Have you been taught how to prepare your budget to include major expenses such as dating, marriage, and divorce? Here's how to set a bar for success in life, love, and work using accounting sense. Bar stands for the B is for budgeting. This is where you get what you want by planning for it, which is budgeting your time, your money, your energy. There's also project management for your commitment, your devotion, and your milestones. Accounting is the A in bar, and that is where you are doing the bookkeeping which is reminding yourself by writing it down, using financial systems, holistic life planners, and tracking apps. And then the R in bar, which is reporting, sharing the good news via reports, posts, interviews related to budget versus actual achievements. This is what we do for our shareholders, for our loved ones, for our community, for our village. So again, we're going to look at using bar to achieve success. And so here in a previous episode of the Holistic Wealth Hustle podcast, I mentioned my experience with supernatural successes in business and other areas of life. In business, we had predetermined metrics to meet that were set by the contract with the customers. The customers decided what it is that was important to them that needed to be measured. So, But in most cases, business leaders set internal metrics for their teams to help carry out as well. The same should apply to life, love, and work, since as stated before, the three are all connected. For example, according to the Bible, Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Like that song by Brownstone comes to mind. If you love me, say it. If you trust me, do it. If you want me, show it. If you need me, prove it. It also says we have a requirement to love each other. For some, mm, that's going to be a challenge, Jesus. I would like to think that I love you, but when certain people come to mind, some people just think about, "Mm, I just don't know if I can do it. Now, this calls for someone to murder a hit and song if loving you is right. Some people just won't allow themselves to be right by choosing to be wrong. Ultimately, the message is that your most VIP, a very important person that make or break you as a customer, who determines how successful you will be or won't, how how you would measure up or don't, has some requirements for you to meet, especially as a man, as head of the household, and for you to guide and equip your team to carry out their requirements. So as a man, you have a lot more responsibilities according to the Bible, because you are the one that is ultimately responsible, and you are the one that is responsible for guiding and equipping your team to carry out the requirements. So let's talk about these KPIs and how to set the bar for success. The Bible also says that men must guide their household in faith, as mentioned in approximately 30 Bible verses, such as Ephesians 6 and 4. The Bible also talks about fathers, bring your children up in the training and instruction of the Lord. 
And Jesus says, bring the children to me. Do not hinder them from coming to me. That does not translate to you are God to your children or your spouse and that they must obey you or else. It does not mean provide money and delegate all else to the woman. It does not mean that women should perform the role divinely designed for men. It does not mean that children should raise themselves when parents have not gained the abilities to fulfill their roles. How does this translate in KPIs for life, love, and work? How will you rate your key performance in this required customer metric to love each other? Let's explore KPIs that lead to earning more at work, living longer, and better sharing of domestic responsibilities for mutual love for your spouse and respect from your spouse to you. Our financial statements say a lot about what we value, and many KPIs are focused on financial ratios and statistics. I had the pleasure of attending the HOPE Global Forum this month. John Hope Bryan mentioned his motto of pursuing the path that benefits him, but benefits others more. In this case, we're going to focus on holistic KPIs that are not necessarily focused on financial, but focus on those other holistic areas of life, love, and work. That doesn't mean that they don't include financial ratios and statistics, but we want to be focused that that is not all there is to life. KPIs at work. Does personal relationship and marriage stress go to work with us? Yes, it does, as described by Zeta Yarwood in her LinkedIn article. Relationship stress leads to poor decision-making, ineffective communication, impaired memory, and bad time management. Makes it difficult to focus, it reduces productivity, you have poor work performance, and that can lead to a disastrous effect on your career. Then the job stress goes home with you, affecting your relationship and your marriage and becomes a continuous cycle of stress from home to job to home to job to home. So again, here is another source, Bankrate. Dot com. That's bankrate.com. They shared the cost of weddings for average folk like us, like me, for instance, at about $15,000 plus and up, upwards to $50,000 and up. Those are some nice weddings. Vogue, however, Vogue.com shared some interesting costs of celebrity weddings for instance, listen to these numbers. Catherine Zeta-Jones and Michael Douglas reportedly spent $2.1 on their wedding in around 2000. Prince William and Kate Middleton. Now, we all saw how elaborate that was. And that wedding cost approximately $49 million. See, it was a lots of flowers and cake there. But they were very nice. 49 million. George Clooney, he and his wife, Amal, they spent approximately 6.7 million. There are some very high class people as well. Prince Charles and Princess Diana, they still hold the record so far. They reportedly spent 70 million on their wedding. 
you know, when you're a virgin, I guess that's what you have to do. Make it the grandest affair ever. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, their reported costs was $4.1 million. Yes, the Kim and Kanye. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, $63 million. Wow. Madonna, $2.8 million. Michael Jordan, $14.6 million. Did you hear that? <laughs> yes, you know, with some stars and studs in that um, wedding. And sure, it was a lot of fun. Divorce, on the other hand, has accumulated more statistics on the emotional and financial costs associated with it. Here are some KPIs related to holistic goals for success and love, which include considering the emotional cost of divorce on children, the emotional cost of divorce on the spouse and on your own soul. Information from the Marriage Foundation reported the consequences for failing in love include that children are not fully protected, they're not provided for, and nurtured. Now, some areas, if there was a report that said that children are not fully protected, not provided for, and nurtured, there would be some serious consequences for this. However, instability of living in two homes, stress of managing two different relationships versus one relationship with their parents are some other consequences to children. And children have far less coping skills than adults who also suffer tremendously from divorce. And children can be crippled for life and pass on the effects to the next generations from decisions that were made by their parents. These are some of the proven statistics that divorce causes to children, to the divorcees. Parents can, can make decisions to repair marriages, but often choose to not do so. And kids do understand that part. So when the kids are, you know, letting you know that they really just don't understand why are you doing this to them and why are their families falling apart and why are they crying all of the time over their lives and um, the unhappiness that your divorce has caused them, then this is why. And so prison and suicide statistics also suggest that marriages should be repaired versus ended whenever possible. Divorcees are also more likely to die earlier than married people. This is something that Forbes reported on. They also shared that the majority of divorcees own their own home. And then, of course, the home either is, you know, given to one spouse or the other are sold and the uh, proceeds divided among the others. So again, back to that same lesson that my salesperson taught me that oftentimes people who are married, they share one nice big house together, get divorced, and then each person goes and get their own small house or a less than stellar house and definitely a less than stellar family situation. And 66% uh, of men and 74% of women think their partners should have worked harder to save the marriage. Hmm. Now that is, I can see that being true. Actually, I think I can say that I experienced that to be true. And 70% say that the spouse and the self were not well prepared for a successful marriage. So that means we have some work to do. The divorce rate 
that has been shared, the statistics say that for white couples, it's 15.1%. For black couples, over 30%. For Hispanics, over 18%. So there are some differences based on different types of and groups of people. Now let's get into the financial costs of divorce, which again, for average folk like me and probably most of you, then the average course cost of divorce is around 7,000 and up to 20,000 plus. However, on MSN, they were kind enough to share an article about divorces that broke the bank. And here are some costs of celebrity divorces. Listen to these numbers. Think of all of what could have been done with some of this money. J-Lo was one of the ones. She had a $6 million divorce to um, a gentleman that she married, who was one of the dancers in her group that she married. And they were married for about eight months. And that ended up costing her about $6 million for that eight months of marriage. And I pray that, you know, she will have a happily ever after. And John Cleese, is another one. His by his third divorce, he paid nineteen million dollars. We don't know what he paid for the first divorce or the second one, but he had nineteen million dollars left by the third divorce to pay to someone. So he must have been doing okay. <laughs> Ron Perelman, and I know it's not something to laugh at, but you know it is uh, an interesting uh, situation that uh, we all have to you know be concerned about, pray for, and help. Uh, encourage each other about. Also, we have uh, a gentleman, Ron Perelman. He, on his fourth divorce, he paid $20 million. So again, this is costing over and over and over. And Matt Lahr and Annette Roke, $20 million divorce. Lana Richie, $20 million. Ted Danson, $30 million. Mick Jagger, $40 million. Michael Douglas and DeAndra Luca, $45 million. Phil Collins, uh, he said he can feel it coming in the night. That was one of my favorite songs. And uh, unfortunately, though, he ended up paying $47 million when he got divorced. Then he and um, his wife ended up rekindling. And um, the wife moved back in and they tried to give it another go because they were so in love. And um, unfortunately, it didn't work out the second time because um, like the statistics say that the divorce rate for the second time around for uh, people who get divorced is um, even higher than the first time. And um, so in this particular case, uh, it cost uh, Phil Collins uh, uh, $47 million to get divorced uh, the first time, and then an additional $20 million for the wife to move out after they had rekindled um, their relationship. And so Reba McIntyre, she got up to $47.5 million. So men are not the only ones losing um, in divorce. Sometimes, you know, women pay big prices too um, for getting out of a divorce, similar to uh, J-Lo. And also one of my other favorite artists, um, the uh, beloved and the uh, late Kenny Rogers, he ended up uh, paying $60 million for his divorce and they cited irreconcilable differences. And this is something that's um, a common, common, common description of why people got divorced. And uh, it makes me think back to my accounting days because um, when it says 
reconcile because an accountant, we had to do a lot, lot of reconciling and we had these um, special accounts called um, adjusting entries to help with reconciliations. And that's where we go in and, you know, we have to look for things that, you know, maybe, maybe a little bit incorrect. And then we had to pull out this book and do some explanations and we had to make some adjustments to make everything work and for everything to balance out. And so this is something so very important because um, one of the things that uh, the kids may not know, but they kind of sense that there are some reconciliation tools for marriage. There has to be. And so seeking you shall find there are reconciliation tools for marriage, for parenting and succeeding in love. And so, but before we leave, Kenny, I just want to tell you, thank you so much for your song, Lady. It is one of the most beautiful romantic songs about love. And so I think most more of us need to, you know, listen to things like that when uh, we're deciding on our spouse, when we're deciding whether to keep our spouse and um, also um, just deciding on um, how we're going to let our life go when it comes to succeeding in love. Kevin Costner uh, paid $80 million, uh, with regards to his divorce settlement. Adele, $90 million. And Adele, you know, she just sang so beautifully about um, love and hurt, pain, and things like that. Um, $90 million. Madonna, $95 million. Steven Spielberg, $100 million. But I also want to thank you too, Steven Spielberg, because you gave us E.T. And um, you were you were um, so devoted to love that you made sure that E.T. was able to phone home, get in touch with his family, and put the family back together. So most of us need to be that diligent about keeping our families together. Just remember, E.T. phone home and all he had to go to to be able to do it. So we need to be that diligent about keeping our families together as well. Tiger Woods, 100 million. Bob Johnson, 400 million. Wow. 400 million. Bob Johnson. Oh, my heart goes out. Michael and Juanita Jordan, 168 million. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver, Shriver, 200 million, where um, that resulted from him having a um, an affair with the housekeeper, unfortunately. Mel Gibson, $425 million. Steve Wynn, next time you go to the casino, uh, think about Steve, Steve Wynn. He probably really needs you to put some of that money in those slot machines because he um, ended up with a $955 million divorce settlement. They divorced each other twice. Jeff Bezos and Mackenzie Scott, they were part of the um, history makers, 38 billion with a B, 38 billion. That's Jeff Bezos. We all know him. Bill Gates and Melinda French. We all know them too. They, of course, you know, they like to do things big. You know, we, we love them for all of the things they have contributed to the world. But they, their divorce settlement was $80 billion with a B. 80 billion. And they said that they can no longer grow together as a couple. But according to the Bible, it says two are better than one. 
at advancing the kingdom. So not really sure what kind of growth they were doing when I read the article about their divorce. A lot of it seemed to have to be about, um, you know, growing together in business. They had some differences in how they wanted to approach build uh, business and um, philanthropy and community development and things like that. So unfortunately they couldn't come together and, um, but you know, God is good. He, I'm sure he, he still uses singles just as he does our married couples and singles accomplish tremendous things in the world. So um, we are wishing them all the, the best and praying for their uh, future success. And so again, we talked about failing to know the meaning of family is sometimes why we flunk out in life, love, and work. And so we really need to do what we can to know the meaning of family. And there are, again, some resources. One of the best resources that I've read with my big brother, uh, we got into it and we read to each other over the phone and uh, we just could not put the book down. Again, this is another reference. A shout out to Dr. Tony Evans of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, uh, his book called Divorce and Remarriage. And it was an incredible book. It's a really small book, too. So it's not a hard read, but you'll learn a lot from it. Also, here in the Bible, it says, uh, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. You know, we referenced before in Ephesians. And this is where we want everyone to know that you do have, you know, a help not just from professional experts here on earth, but from your heavenly father up above, because he has provided this for you. And there is evidence that he has provided this for you. And most of us have heard of the father, son, and the Holy Spirit, not just Jesus. So um, just remember that uh, they are a family and uh, we should not diss anyone. Don't just, um, you know, consider one or the other. It is the father, the son and the Holy Spirit. And that this is what has been provided for us. So we have um, omnipotent resources when it comes to help with being having success and love for each other, for our spouses, for our children, for our community. And just like for any job you're called to do, we need to seek and learn the skills that you might lack and get supernatural support from the experts. Again, the Holy Spirit and our Father above. We have to teach our children in a loving manner so that they will honor their parents and particularly God the Father so it will go well with them. And that does not mean I will beat you with the rods. That the, so we have to learn the difference between sparing the rod and beating with the rod. So there is a difference. When Jesus came and walked the earth, he did not show any examples of having to beat anyone to um, bring them to the Father and help them to be obedient and to um, help them to learn about God. He, he did not do that in any example. And so the reason that he came here and sacrificed everything that he did was to show us, you know, who God is, what what he requires of us. So there's also lots of statistics and research where it says um, corporal punishment 
triggers harmful psychological and philosophical responses. And children not only experience pain, adults as well, but children not only experience pain, sadness, fear, anger, shame, and guilt, but feeling threatened also leads to psychological stress and the activation of neural pathways that support dealing with danger. Now, I know what I'm threatening. I feel all of these things. So I don't know why we believe that children just can handle things that we as adults cannot handle. That it blows my mind why people think that children can handle being beat and can handle, you know, physical, emotional, mental, and psychological stress that we can't even handle ourselves. And it says children who have been physically punished tend to exhibit high hormonal reactivity to stress, overloaded biological systems, including the nervous cardio cardiovascular and nutritional systems, and changes in brain structure and function. Hmm. I wonder, does this have something to do with children seem to be going crazy these days with some of the things that they do and say? Hmm. Oh, how are we contributing to those things? These are God's children that he entrusted to you. I know we believe that these are our children, but these are God's children that he entrusted to us. Are we sure that we are going to be okay if we bring God's children harm? I'm just saying. So here's a song that you may want to um, tune into if you're having some stress, kind of dealing with your children and you don't know what to do, where to go. And, you know, and you have some marital stress and, you know, you don't know what to do about your marriage or, you know, sometimes it's not even stress. For some people, it's just simply an opportunity to please yourself instead of caring about the harm that you're going to do to your family or to your spouse or, um, or another person when you um, do go out and um, step away from your family. Um, there are even some celebrity breaks up, breakups that I have no relationship to the people. They don't know me and I don't know them, but they even hurt my heart just to see them uh, break up. And uh, so it really does. It affects a lot of people for um, people to um, go through divorces. And I know sometimes there may be some instances where it's absolutely just cannot be avoided. But most of us, uh, the truth is, the truth is that it could have been avoided. But most of us, we don't learn it until it's too late, until after it has happened. So Rochelle Ferrer has a song called Extensions, and it's so absolutely beautiful. And um, if you just need to look up something uh, to just, you know, give you some, some soothing joy and comfort, this uh, turn to Rochelle Ferrer, her song called Extensions, where she talks about how we are born to one another in love and how nature has had its way with you. So no matter who the person is, you know, no matter what they look like, what they sound like, you know, um, you know, they are still lovable by somebody. And so the whole world is something that we need to take into consideration that the whole world, the whole world, everything and everyone within it, it belongs to God, not to us. Everything, your job, your house, your spouse, your love, your children, everything, everyone in the world belongs to God. Have you ever had a child, a spouse move out voluntarily or involuntarily? Did the person try to take what didn't belong to them? 
Well, I'm sure you know what that feels like. You're like, uh-uh, that's not yours. That's mine. Put it down. So we also have to kind of keep those things in mind. We're trying to claim something that belongs to God and say that it's ours. And here's a, a, a humorous example of uh, when somebody, you know, kind of took something um, in a in a in a crazy situation. I love the Steve Harvey movie called Think Like a Man. It had Megan Good and Chris Brown. And there was a scene after they had slept together where they shouldn't have done. And uh, of course, somebody regretted it in the end. <laughs> and uh, Chris Brown's character dashed on Megan Good's character. But before he dashed on her, uh, he took his coffee that they both had gone to get. Uh, she had stepped into the restroom. She was about to make herself, uh, you know, just more comfortable. So she'd come back and have round two with him. And, uh, but he wasn't up for that. He had other plans. So he took his coffee off of the coffee table that they both went to get. And right before he went out the door, he stepped back with a big old grin on his face and grabbed her coffee as well. <laughs> So she came out. She was not on the baffle that he was gone. But when she noticed that he took both coffee cups, oh my goodness, you should see the look on her face. So if you ever get a chance, you want something funny and enjoyable and also a good learning experience about relationships, uh, you may want to check out Think Like a Man by Steve Harvey. And so again, remember, we are all God's children. You are, your spouse is, and each and every child is. Your local and international neighbors are too. Some will be spending Christmas in war, in captivity, and other types of distress. So be grateful for how God's love is by showing love to all of his children. To be successes in life, love, and work. Don't be a statistic. It's his birthday. Do your part to make it a sweet one. Be sure to track, measure, evaluate, and keep doing better with those KPIs and getting greater at giving God the glory. Thank you for tuning in to the Holistic Wealth Hustle. Please don't forget to subscribe, to share, and to keep tuning in. Have a wonderful Christmas.